If you're an author or plan to be one, get excited because this podcast is for you. Book Marketing Mentors is the only podcast dedicated to helping you successfully market and sell your book. If you're ready for empowering conversations with successful marketing mavens, then grab a coffee or tea and listen in to your host, international best-selling author, Susan Friedman. Welcome to Book Marketing Mentors, the weekly podcast where you learn proven strategies, tools, ideas, and tips from the masters. Every week, I introduce you to a marketing master who will share their expertise to help you market and sell more books. Today, my special guest is an internationally recognized authority on podcast guesting. Nicole Holland is also known as a catalyst who generates creative out-of-the-box solutions for her clients, colleagues, and friends. Named in the Huffington Post as one of the 50 must-follow women entrepreneurs in 2017 and rated new and noteworthy by iTunes, she's been featured in trending publications such as Forbes, Entrepreneur Magazine, and the Huffington Post. Nicole regularly shares her expertise on podcasts, through virtual summits and courses, and from stages across North America. Using a high-touch, client-centric service delivery model, Nicole helps leading-edge thought leaders, authors, and entrepreneurs strategically increase their visibility, likability, and credibility in a way that works uniquely well for them. Wow, Nicole, what an honor it is to welcome you to the show And thank you for being this week's guest expert and mentor. Susan, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the invite. So, Nicole, podcast guesting, it's getting such a lot of buzz these days. Why do you think that is? Well, I think, first of all, anything that kind of reaches critical mass, right? Whenever something is no longer on the fringe, right? People are looking, it's like, oh, I don't know what that is. I'm not going to pay attention, right? And it's like the brave ones kind of venture into the unknown. But when things hit a point where it's now becoming mainstream and people start talking about it because they're kind of on the the early part of the mainstream flow, then people go, oh, what is this thing? Oh, wow. And they get in early enough where they're like, I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I'm having all these results. Now all these other people want to go, oh, well, I want that too. I want that too. And I believe there were a number of, you know, famous people who said, oh, this is the next best thing, the next big thing and so on. So now it's becoming a very, very saturated arena, although not overly saturated yet. So there's still a lot of room for people to dig their heels in and get a lot of visibility through podcast guesting, but it's easy relatively, right? Like if you are a good conversationalist, if you have value to share, if you love stories and you genuinely love connecting with people and having those discussions, then podcast guesting allows you to check in from anywhere. Like I'm sitting right now in my office, in my cottage by the lake in Southern Ontario, Canada, and we are having this conversation over the internet and you're recording it and it's like, I don't have to drive anywhere. I don't have to put makeup on or anything. And so it's, it's relatively easy to do and can have massive results. So for example, if I'm teaching something 
that I do and for my clients because I have a, a full service done for you podcast guesting service. It's essentially I'm a publicist and you have authors who are like, oh, wow, I need that in your audience. And they may resonate with me by the end and then want to connect to see how I can serve and support them. Well, if I get a client out of you know having a fun conversation with somebody for 30 minutes to an hour, then that's a win, right? And so the potential is there for profiting from podcast guesting. And the beautiful thing is it enables you to have such a highly, highly targeted lead generation funnel activity, whatever you want to call it. Whereas like some other marketing strategies like Facebook ads, which you can do a lot of high targeting or you know, even speaking, like speaking is great because you're getting on a stage. That's a one-time thing. And the people in the room generally are the ones who you can reach. Whereas podcasts are evergreen. So they can live on for years and years and years and years as long as the host continues to pay for their hosting. And you can reach tens, hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, millions of people, really. There's no end to the potential. Does that make a sense? It certainly does. And I love the fact that you talk about these things being evergreen, these conversations, because what we're talking about, as you rightly said, are things that authors can do, whether they start now or they start um, next year or in three years' time. And yes, I intend to have these podcasts going because they're so valuable. Is there a right time for an author, do you believe, to start being a podcast guest? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. The right time is really so personal. It's going to be the right time for different people for different reasons. So if an author is wanting to just get more visibility, get their name be known, get known more in their niche, really build relationships with podcast hosts who could become partners, who could be promoters, who could be anything, right? Friends, what have you then I don't really think it's ever too early as long as you have value to provide. What is frustrating to me, and not that it's too late, but it's bad strategy in my opinion, is what most authors will do who get turned on to podcast guesting is they'll say, okay, I've got a book launch and I want to be on 100 shows now for this. Or they'll you know, know that their launch is coming up in a few weeks and then they'll try and make that happen or want somebody to make that happen. And there's a couple problems I have with that. Number one, while book launch blitzes definitely work, you need to have somebody you know, who you're paying who has the connections to get it done for you or you need to put in the legwork and develop those relationships in advance of needing something from someone. Otherwise, you're just asking somebody to bend over and you're using them. And so just fundamentally, I don't like that strategy personally. It works for other people, but I'm not big on using podcasts as a book launch blitz at the last minute. Now, what I will say is that if you have a launch coming up and you're six months out, 
right? Or more out from it. That's a great time to start getting on podcasts to provide value, connection, engagement, things like that. And you can ask the host, would it be possible to release this interview in line with my launch window? So now you're spending six, nine months having great conversations, you know, or at least you're starting that far out because a lot of hosts, they book out for months, right? So it may take a while to get on their calendar. And then sometimes it takes them, they've already interviewed a bunch. So as somebody without that existing relationship, you can't ask too much without them feeling used. But if you give them plenty of notice and plenty of time, and they're excited to have you on the show, and you let them know, hey, this was a great interview, and um, my launch window for the new book is this to this. Would you mind putting this out in line with that? And oftentimes they're going to say, oh yeah, sure, no problem because it's far enough in advance. Now, the beautiful thing is you're not going on a podcast to talk about the book before you do the book unless it's a, a blitz strategy, which again, I'm not speaking to because I just don't believe in it. There are things you can do that are more focused like that. But for me, I would rather get clients out far in advance to engage with audiences of their ideal readers, get really focused on where those readers are tuning into and get them on the shows as an author, if they've already published another book or as a coming soon author, right? So then they're not going on to sell their book. They're going on to share their thoughts, to share their inspirations and things like this. And they can tease the book. They can say, you know, I'm actually working on a book right now. It may already be published by the time you're listening to this interview. Because again, remember Evergreen. And in the call to action that you're allowed to do at the end or whenever, you want to give them a link that can be redirected when the book does come out to whatever promotion you're doing for the book right then. And that's interesting that you reminded me of the fact that people do ask, and I've had several guests who've said, you know, could we have this episode come out in time for the launch of my book? And I'm more than happy to do that because, first of all, I'm honored that people will be on this podcast and be a guest absolutely, whatever I can do to help them in terms of that promotion. However, in the meantime, you know, they're subject matter experts and they talk about the subject matter, not necessarily. And or as you said, you know, bring the book in that it's coming out. And obviously, it's about this particular subject, but let's talk about the book and not be here just to sell books. And um, actually, Susan, if I can butt in for a second. That, absolutely. That's something that I teach my clients and my students. Do not ever go on a podcast to sell something unless, the caveat is, if it's a podcast that is looking for people to come on and sell stuff, but you don't want to normally go on a podcast to sell anything. You want to go on a podcast to engage with the audience and start building the no like trust factor. Start being seen as a valuable resource. Start getting a follower, a fan, because once they trust you, now you get to 
offer things and they're excited to move forward with you. They're excited to support you. So imagine this. Imagine you get all these interviews done. Let's say 20, 30 interviews you got done over the course of six months leading up and they're all released within the same week. Your name is everywhere. Your SEO, you know, your web traffic, there's just so many things. You're all over social media. People are like, who is this? How did she get so much or he gets so much publicity, right? Because you've strategically managed it. Now, the other thing is, here's a little ninja strategy. If you're doing this with a strategic approach long-term in advance, you can have a great podcast interview, provide lots of value, make the host feel very honored and appreciated. And then you can also ask them, do you know of anybody who has a podcast you think would enjoy interviewing me, who you think I'm a good fit for them? Well, now you're leveraging your new connection to find more new connections and podcasters like you said, Susan, we're very accommodating. If you're respectful and appreciative and don't treat us like we're just a stage that you're standing up on, but you actually treat us as human beings that are you know, doing work for you and supporting you and you want to appreciate us, we'll generally keep on giving. It's just the nature of who podcasters are generally. And so now you can have more and more invitations. So you're again, batching out those interviews. Now, the other thing is after you've had a great interview, because you know, it's going to go out at the same time and you're going to be in launch phase. So the last thing you're going to be able to do is promote all of these interviews then, right? Because you got to promote your book. So what you can do is be really strategic in making sure after each great interview, you put some content out, right? So you could make a Facebook Live, you could do a blog post, you could do social, you could do some kind of acknowledgement, letting your audience know you just had a fantastic interview with Name of Host on Name of Podcast, and you covered these points and you're so looking forward to when the episode goes live. And until then, make sure to subscribe to this host's podcast so that you don't miss it when it comes out. You know, also, these are some of the things I love about this host and their show and why I think that you, because you like me and you follow me, I think you're really going to appreciate the show. So check it out. What podcaster wouldn't appreciate being blown up and, you know, having their guest who just did an interview, direct people to go subscribe to their show. Fabulous tips. Strategy. You mentioned the word strategy. What are the steps? What's the strategy for our authors to be the perfect podcast guest? Everybody's so different and everybody's like objectives and intentions and style. It's so unique. So when I'm working with clients on strategy, there's no one thing. We dig into who they are, what their values are, who their ideal buyer or reader is, and we create it from there. But I will say that you did a great interview with Andrew Alleman of, I think, 
podcastguest.com, something like that. Correct. Yeah. And he had some really good technical tips for how to show up prepared and with quality audio and how to be a great guest. So I highly recommend that interview if your listeners want to learn more from that technical standpoint. I will share that the most important thing, in my opinion, is that to be a really great guest, you show up present without an agenda and let the host drive the bus. So most authors go on to podcasts promoting their books and they have talking points and they have their own agenda and they will get it done regardless of what the host wants. And so I think it's important to really show up for a show to learn what does the host want and what does their audience want and just be willing to say, all right, we'll go wherever you want to go. That's my biggest thing. It's just that. And being really present when you're there, get out of your head and just be really present with the host. And you're just having a conversation with one person. You're not standing on a stage. So while you want to acknowledge that there are listeners because you appreciate the listeners, this is a one-on-one conversation or a one-on-three or, you know, it depends on how many hosts and guests there are. But imagine that you're at a coffee shop And it's a busy coffee shop or cafe or something. And there's all these people. Everybody's talking around. Everybody's deep in conversation. And you are like just in it, you know, in your talking with your party at the table. Like you probably wouldn't even notice, but you know that there are people all around and maybe you're getting a little bit excited and you're laughing and you're just so engaged that you might feel like people are listening in right? Or you might be the listener in to somebody else's conversation. It's not intentional. It's just because it's so engaging. That's what it's like to be present in an interview. So you're having that dialogue with the person at the table with you, your host, and there are other people around you. And so you can acknowledge that there's other people around you and that they might be listening to you, but the conversation is one-on-one with the host. So Don't make the mistake that many authors do of going on a podcast and speaking to the audience as if the host is like the MC on the stage. You're having a a conversation with the host. Yes. And as you and I talked about earlier, I mean, I always like to say this is like a fireside chat. It's just you and I sitting together, having this conversation, but it's very channeled. It's very focused on a particular subject. And obviously for you, it's podcast guesting because that's your area of expertise. So Nicole, you mentioned the word mistakes and um, my listeners absolutely love listening to and learning from mistakes. So what are some of the biggest mistakes you see that new podcast guests make? Well, the agenda is a big one. And I want to just circle back to that because what you just said triggered something for me. So yes, my thing, my business is podcast guesting. People come to me to learn how to be a great guest. They come to me to have me represent them. They come to me for a number of reasons. But it's not the only thing I do, but it's the thing I'm most well known for. And it's sort of that hook, right? So it's something that is 
easy for me to speak about and easy for me to get attention for. But at the end of the day, that's only one bit, piece, whatever of who I am. And it's really just a piece of what I do. So if I were to have a host want to dig into my personal journey or you know, that I just lost over 50 pounds or that I've had lupus and bounced back from that or that I was a correctional officer or a foster parent or any of the myriad of things that have been parts of my life and make up who I am, I will go there. And that's a huge thing that most people will not do. They feel like they have to compartmentalize and say, well, this is what I'm going to go talk about. And when I start working with clients, oftentimes that's where they're coming from. Like, no, I'm there to sell this, right? And then again, we talked about this before. You don't go on a podcast to sell. You go on a podcast to connect and engage, right? But their intention is it's all about the objective that they have in their mind. And so what I encourage them to explore is what would it be like to let the hair down a little bit? and be present, and allow themselves to get vulnerable. And they can always say at any point in time, if there's something specific that they don't want to talk about, they can say, you know, I'm not really comfortable talking about that part of my life. Can we talk about something else? Or, you know, they can pause the interview and just say, you know what, can we do something else? What I do is explore before I start pitching my clients I explore what are those off-limit topics or the things that they're not willing to disclose or talk about. And so then when I'm searching for a perfect host for them, I am not going to put them on shows that talk about those topics or that you could even imagine the host bringing them up. So I think it's important to recognize before you start putting yourself out there, where are you willing to go and where are you not willing to go? And again, lose the agenda. You are the expert. You are the person that, you know, it's interesting how oftentimes people see others as celebrities, but the celebrity just feels like a normal person. So we are all celebrities to somebody. And so sometimes when a host has a guest on, you could be a guest and they could have read your book and they could have been following you for years and they could be like a fan and they could be so nervous to have you on the show. Meanwhile, you're thinking, oh my gosh, this is amazing to get on this show. This is like all these big names were on this show. I'm so honored to be on this show. And you feel like, wow, you know, I hope I'm good enough. Well, the host could be going through the exact same thing. So the more you're willing to just show up and let your guard down and be your true self and be vulnerable and let the host take you where they feel inspired to take you, that you cannot make a mistake. Like that's, in my opinion, the best way. That's so funny because one of the things that I wanted to ask you was how about those nervous jitters that one gets sometimes prior to an interview or before you go on stage? How do you counteract that? Yeah. Again, it's just being present. You're having a conversation with one person. And depending on your personality, I mean, I say acknowledge it. Acknowledge the elephant in the room pre-chat. You know, they're going to actually have some rapport building minutes with you first. And if you are really feeling anxious, 
tell them, be like, you know what? It's, it's so weird that I'm feeling like this because this doesn't happen often, but I got to tell you, I'm really nervous right now. And they'll probably say, really? Why? I'm so excited to have you. And you know, oh, what do you have to be nervous about? But it will break the ice and you'll squash it together. Yes. I like the whole idea of just being authentic, just being you. And as you say, that really helps because it's relaxing. I know that several people who come on this show always say, well, it was so relaxing. It went so much easier than I expected it to. I was like, that's great because that's what I want because I know that that's going to make a much better interview overall when we both can be, you know, just ourselves. Absolutely. Nicole, if our listeners would like to get hold of you, find out more about your podcast guest services, how can they do that? Sure. First of all, I just want to say thank you for having me, Susan, and also thank you to all the listeners. I really hope that something stuck and resonated. And honestly, I love to hear from listeners. If something did resonate, like that's what I want to know. So even if you're not interested in finding out about my services, if you got value from our talk today, I would love to know that. And the best way to reach out to me is by going to interviewsthatconvert.com. Right now, my site is under renovation. It's been under renovation for a while. And to be completely honest, it probably will continue to be under renovation for a while because we're going to be doing a rebrand. There's you know, all the things. And on the homepage, while it's under renovation, you'll see links to connect with me on Twitter, links to connect with me via email, via Facebook Messenger. So you can click any of those. Just shoot me a message and let me know you know, what you took away, what was helpful or inspiring to you. Or if you are interested in learning about how I might be able to help you, for sure, you can let me know that too. So that's the best way. Interviewsthatconvert.com. And even once we do the rebrand, then it'll just be very easy to find how to contact me and my social and everything like that on there. And I highly encourage you listeners to have a conversation with Nicole because she is such a pro what she does and she's so generous with her information. So thank you too for being and offering that service. And Nicole, if you were to leave our listeners with a golden nugget, what would that be? I feel like the best thing is really just that if you're going to be on a podcast, if you want to be on a podcast as a guest, Just be really present and don't get in your head. Don't over-prepare. I will say before you go on a podcast, before you pitch yourself to a podcast, you have to listen to the podcast and you have to believe that the podcast is a quality podcast and you have to write a five-star rating and review. It's just a you have to. If you're going to go on a podcast that you don't feel deserves a five-star rating and review, then you don't deserve to be on that podcast. So make sure that you're getting on the right podcasts, not just any podcast. And that way, when you show up, you can just be present, have a fireside chat and see what magic gets made. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. I knew you would be sensational and you were. So thank you so much. And thank you all for taking time out of your precious day to listen to this interview. And I sincerely hope that it sparked some ideas 
you can use to sell more books. Here's wishing you much book marketing success. The time is now to take action and finally build your book selling empire. And the great news is that Susan is here to help you. Visit bookmarketingmentors.com and sign up for a free 15-minute book marketing strategy session with Susan. She'll help you discover your first steps to marketing and selling your book. Only those who take action are rewarded, so visit bookmarketingmentors.com. And we'll see you again next week 